We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. Most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling our credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 31.25 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, 749.99, 0% APR. One offer per account. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Report, a Rotoviz Radio News Show brought to you by the FFPC and my bookie. I'm Blair Andrews. My co-host, as always, is Hassan Rahim. Hassan, how's it going? Man, you know, we're, we just finished preseason week three. We're heading into the final week. Uh, we should know pretty much what rosters look like, uh, you know, very soon. Uh, very exciting. Football is right around the corner, man. We made it. Yeah, that's right. Regular season is coming. It's uh, probably the busiest time for drafts. So, uh, yeah, definitely excited to be talking some news, and I'm especially excited about our guest today. Joining us on the show is Denny Carter. Denny is the proprietor for Draft Day Consultants and the co-host of the Living the Stream podcast. Uh, he's also one half of Fantasy Mensa on 444 with Peter Overzet. You can find him on Twitter at CDCarter13. Denny, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Uh, not bad. Thanks for having me, guys. And, you know, the uh, Fantasy Mensa part is probably the most important thing I do all year. So <laughs> thank you for mentioning it. 
Definitely, yeah. Uh, we were talking off air a little bit. We had a lot of fun watching those. Uh, so, yeah, definitely want to check that out. Um, let's jump into this first news item, kind of a bombshell. Andrew Luck retired from the NFL on August 24th. So, Denny, how far are you adjusting Colts players in your rankings following this yeah. news? And uh, I guess who takes the biggest hit? Yeah, the, the, the ranks must be adjusted, obviously. <laughs> uh, so I have Marlon Mack now at around RB30. Um, and when you look at the, you know, when you look at the players going, the running backs going around him, you have you know, guys like Montgomery, Duke Johnson, Sonny Michelle, Miles Sanders, Tariq Cohen. I, I honestly would take any of those guys happily over Marlon Mack at this point. Um, it, it's it's a downward trend for every Colts player, obviously, with, with, with Lux reti- retirement. Um, I think that uh, for, for, for game script purposes, game flow purposes, I think it, it hits Mack especially hard. Yeah, today, I mean, D.Y. Hilton just mentioned that this thing has been like a massive bombshell. And it's a bit of a bummer because it, it feels like... Um, the Colts really had a chance to build upon uh, what was a very, by all accounts, a very successful season last year. And mm-hmm. it's a bit of a bummer to watch such a prodigious talent, um, you know, de- decide to retire. But at the same time, there's a bit of that human element where I'm kind of excited that he decided that, you know, I can't do it anymore. And I think I'm satisfied and I think it's time for something else. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that he has a really good post-game career. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I respect the hell out of him for his decision. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's difficult to just walk away from something that's been your entire life. But, you know, kudos to him and, and good luck. Uh, a lot of, you know, of the fantasy community, myself included, you know, we're all expecting Jacoby Brissett to pretty much be six, the 16-game starter here. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Do you think that that's a, a, a viable opportunity, provided this team is uh, contending, you know, in... in in what scenarios do you think they're going to actually just pull the plug and and tank for another uh, phenomenal quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa coming out next year? I I think that it's pretty safe to assume that he's a 16 game starter and unless he's just horrendous unless he regresses from what he was in 2017, I think that we're going to see him play a full season. And uh, honestly, with him under center, I don't think that the Colts are like you know uh, kind of a tanking team. Although if you really wanted to tank, I guess you you would take him out of the the equation one thing i wanted to mention about about Brissett, um and this is hard to apply now because unlike in 2017 when he was the starter for indy uh you have eric ebron in the picture but uh, i had forgotten that jack doyle in 2017 saw 108 targets with Brissett mm-hmm. under center that was one off the team lead uh that year held by ty hilton uh, so it is complicated by the fact that ebron is is now there um, but it's something to watch as far as the tight ends go in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Luck has kind of a reputation for targeting his tight ends a lot, but Brissett was doing it too, I guess. I mean, yeah, I was just looking at like the splits for Indianapolis without without Luck earlier. And I mean, obviously he made a big difference, but um, a lot of that was with a lot of the splits without him are with like a 40-year-old Matt Hasselbeck starting mm-hmm. a bunch of games in I think 2015 or something so um Brissett probably is not as big a downgrade as maybe uh some somebody else would be so yeah I don't know if I don't think we would see the Colts actually like go into tank mode I think their Vegas yeah. win total has dropped to like six and a half or something but um 
Yeah, I think that they at least are going to continue trying to be competitive. Uh, yeah. Do you think Brissett could be like a fantasy relevant quarterback? I well, you know, I mean, if, if we're talking uh, twelve team league, say with one quarterback, I don't. I think that he would be a desperation type play. Uh, you know, we we have a segment on living the stream every week during the season. <laughs> called uh you could do worse <laughs> where you know that's i think that we're gonna see a lot of reset saying hey, you know yeah you know he plays this team he's gonna have to throw a lot blah 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 you could do worse than jacoby Brissett this week that that's sort of how I, I see him uh in in 2019 by the way the the pension his pension for throwing to tight ends actually goes back to college when he was at nc state in 2015 uh jalen samuel who was then a tight end for the wolf pack led the team in receptions with 65. The next closest guy had 34 receptions. Um, so Brissett does, does like his tight ends. Anyway, let's... Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, isn't Naheem Hines uh, an NC State grad? Any, he is. Any, any stats on that one? Because uh, I uh, was, was fairly curious uh, on, on how you think Naheem Hines would, would fare out here. Well, I mean, I do, I do think that uh, the Colts being probably much worse than they're we're going to be with with Andrew Luck I think that's probably good for Hines I I think that boosts his uh pass catching appeal if the Colts are are facing a lot of negative game script uh this season uh maybe they won't maybe they'll you know right the ship and 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 surprise people but the the likelihood I would think would be that they're going to have to pass a lot they're not going to see much neutral or positive script and that's I think that's good for Hines ESPN's uh, Adam Schefter reports that an MRI confirmed that Lamar Miller tore his ACL and MCL, and he's uh, out for the season. Um, Danny, the, the Texans traded a 2020 pick for Duke Johnson. The, the pick initially was a fourth rounder with the potential to become a third rounder if uh, Johnson was active for 10 or more games. Um, it looks like it's going to be trending that way, given that uh, he, you know he's slated to pretty much uh, take over lead running back duties here in the backfield. Where would you be d- drafting Duke uh, today? If you had, if you were on the clock, and uh, you know, outside of Duke, is anyone else in that backfield that you that you're interested in? Well, to answer the second question first, and not not particularly, not right now. And and you know, when you're drafting Duke Johnson today, you know, August 26th, you are hoping they don't make a splash signing at the running back spot, but you know that something's coming, right? I mean, they're not going to just roll into. I don't think they're going to just, they're, they're going to just roll into the season um, with the running back roster the way it is on that team. But saying that, um, I am pretty bullish on Duke Johnson. I would take him over guys right now like uh, Philip Lindsay. I would take him over Tariq Cohen, uh, who are they, those guys are going right there uh, at, around the same the same spot. But again, you know. You don't know what something could be coming that that, that dashes our hopes of a, uh, of a of a of a lot of touches for Duke Johnson. Yeah, that's true. That's the one thing I guess that really has me kind of worried when uh, I'm looking at Duke Johnson in drafts is that um, uh, there are just a lot of kind of rumors circulating. Um, you know, even going back to his days in Cleveland, I was hoping they would give him a bigger workload because he was kind of a a workhorse in college. Um, I think he had like over 2,000 scrimmage yards his last year in Miami. But uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, I've been I've been waiting for Duke Johnson to get a bigger role with some team for a while, and now it looks like 
maybe it's coming true, but uh, yeah, like you said, there's still still a lot of uncertainty there. Um, I mean, I guess it's good. There's some reports saying that Duke Johnson is going to get all the playing time he can handle. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know how much to believe that, but... Oh. Wow. Yeah. So we're, we're hearing the CJ Spiller, uh, we're going to give it to him till he vomits uh, line <laughs> out of Houston. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, there, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's about as much as I can say. I mean, yeah, like you said, I think Demaria Crockett is kind of interesting, uh, if you're looking for other, mm-hmm. other guys in that backfield, but, uh, probably too early to tell whether any of them are going to have a role um would you would you guys want duke johnson over over darius geis or kenyon drake yeah that's where it gets like kind of yeah (laughs) man darius geis is the one where it gets tricky for me um Mm -hmm. if, if only because i think you're getting him much later and uh it's sort of I mean, in best ball drafts, all you kind of want to do is target the guy who's going to see a, a ton of volume. And like, if if Geis is fully healthy, there's no reason to believe that he won't be able to fend off Peterson for the rushing work, really. Um, I mean, you know, you don't really want to use Peterson more so because of age and so on and so forth. But also, he flashed, he's flashed receiving skills in this preseason and, again, his preseason. But he also had, like seemed to be a pretty fairly okay accomplished receiver outside of LSU. Uh, coming out and so you know that's where it gets kind of tricky for me if only because he's got a fair amount of upside and i think that the question there is where you'd have to take duke versus where you'd have to take guys what is the the discount you'd be looking for well there i mean i mentioned it because i mentioned guys because i think he's going right around um guys is going at the beginning of the seventh right now according to fantasy football calculator and Duke Johnson's going at the end of the sixth, so I guess you'd hmm. around the same. Yeah, I think. Um, I guess until we, well, I mean, yeah, like we keep talking about how much uncertainty there is with Duke, but I mean, what we know is that probably Chris Thompson is going to be handling a lot of passing down work in uh, Washington. So, um, yeah, from that perspective, it looks like Duke Johnson might have more upside, but. Um, yeah, Geis has looked good and he's definitely someone I like if he can carve out a big enough role for, you know, and I mean, there are also concerns about how good Washington's offense is going to be anyway. So, right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, it's pretty clear, uh, for me, I, I want Duke Johnson over Geis just because of Mm -hmm. the caliber of the offense and, and the, the, the questions surrounding Geis, uh, you know, uh, Hassan, you said, you know, he'll, He'll likely beat out Adrian Peterson for that early down rushing. I mean, I don't know if that's likely. I don't know. <laughs> I think yeah. Peterson's Peterson's around. You know, he's he's going to be around. He's going to be a problem for for guys folks. Yeah, and that's like the interesting one from from best ball. Really, it's it, that's a tough situation to like handicap. But like from a traditional star sit league, uh, last year I wrote the zero RB report for Rotoviz, and the one thing that I noticed about like Adrian Peterson even early on was just how script sensitive he was. Like he he handled very little receiving work, and when he did, he kind of smashed with it. And mm-hmm. at thirty four years old, I can't really see him, you know, become a forty catch kind of guy. Oh, no, and, no. Of course and, not, no. Right, and, that, and that's where, like, Geist becomes interesting, um, if only because, uh, again, he might, but 
there there is questions about this offense. I mean, they're uh, uh, you know this is not a very good wide receiver core if you go just by ADP. You know, drafters aren't particularly optimistic on them. Their best player, Jordan Reed, took a very nasty hit in pre like the the previous preseason game, um, and he's uh, I believe he uh, you know so there's always a fear with Jordan Reed getting hurt and. Uh, you know, so so there's like definitely questions here that essentially could derail guys. And for that very, I mean, on on the basis of the offense, you kind of want to go with the guy on the better offense. But do either of you think Kiki QT would be uh, a big drain on on Duke's receiving work? I mean, running backs in that offense where I have not been seeing a lot of targets, so I I you know I don't think I, no I don't think so to answer your question. But I also. I'm a little concerned that this offense has not prioritized getting the ball to the running back at all through the air. If you look at their running back receptions the past two years, it's it's very me- meager. Yeah, yeah, that's a concern. Um, yeah, I don't know what we think about like Lamar Miller's receiving ability. I mean, it's possible Duke Johnson is just able to command more of that work, but yeah, uh, that would definitely be a concern. All right, before we get into no shit, shit, no want to remind you to become a Rotoviz Patreon and gain exclusive access to Rotoviz Radio Slack, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team, like Hassan and myself. Uh, patronships start at just $6 a month, so become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Sign up at patreon.com slash rotovizradio. Uh, you can also get a listener's only 10% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all our premium NFL content, and it supports the pod. Plus, for a limited time only, we're offering a two-year Rotoviz Radio NFL sub, which includes a 10% discount and complimentary access to Rotoviz Radio Patreon and Rotoviz Radio Slack channel. So you get uh, both the Patreon and access to the site uh, with a 10% discount. Uh, all you have to do is head to rotoviz.com slash podcast and sign up via the two-year RV radio subscription. We'll email you Slack access details within 48 hours. Once again, that's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Yeah, and if you're looking to add a little bit more zing uh, to your Sundays, you know, it's a new season. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is now the Jet. Odell Beckham is a Cleveland Brown. And Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. That's right. If you watch Hard Knocks, you can see him. He's on the field and everything. Um, but here's the one thing that hasn't changed. Um, where I'm putting my money down on all the games this season, my bookie is the place to bet on football every every weekend. Uh, my bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. And this year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. Uh, first place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week and climb the leaderboard and score your share off the huge cash prize pool. Um, so go up and sign up. Uh, now let's get into no shit shit now. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. 
get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. All right, first item. The Cardinals placed wide receiver Akeem Butler on injured reserve, ending his rookie season. Uh, shit, no. I don't. I don't have anything beyond that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> can Can I just say real quick? I love that uh, Blair has the voice of an NPR host, and so when you curse Blair, when you say shit, it really is is like is like it almost rattles me. It 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 put it puts me off my game completely. So good job with with that uh, with that <laughs> affect. It's good stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, this is kind of a bit of a bummer, right, for Hakeem Butler and uh, and uh, his, his rabid fan base, all six of them. <laughs> wait, wait, was he the guy who was who was uh, rooming with Kyler Murray? Man, I think so. Maybe it was like that. Feels like a decade ago, but possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that. Yeah, that was big time. That was like Narrative Street was talking about that for like six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's just hope he didn't infect Kyler with any of his badness. <laughs> Here's to open. Kyle Shanahan said Jarek McKinnon might return to practice this week. Um, I'll say shit, no. I, I don't, I mean, who's who's drafting McKinnon at this point in like a 12-team league? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McKinnon is, uh, well, tough sell at this point. I mean, it was already I- crowded. Yeah, I mean, it's there's so there's so much has to happen for this guy to become fantasy relevant. Like so, like Brita has to go down, Coleman has to go down, he has to be healthy. The, I mean, it, it, the the scenario is is almost uh, like a fairy tale at this point for McKinnon to be uh, relevant. And of course, somebody will play this back for me in week thirteen when McKinnon is the starter and is is critical down the stretch for fantasy owners. <laughs> and they say zero RB doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. The Patriots activated Josh Gordon from the active NFI list. No shit, I love it. I love I love taking Gordon right now. Where are you drafting him? Well, he's looks like. Wait, oh man, I just try to look up his ADP. I think he's going in the sixth, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I think wide receiver twenty-seven. When I last checked. Yeah. I think that's fair. I um, mean, he was put—he was putting up borderline top twelve numbers in his short run last year, right? So, I—I I think that there's still some some cushion there at at, at wide receiver twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Let me see if I can if I can figure out like uh, I'm just gonna see if I can pull up some guys that you might consider taking him over in that range. Uh, yeah, there's Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, so let's see here. Would you be taking him over Curtis Samuel? Yes. Well, okay, so here, here's the guys who are going ahead of him on, <laughs> on, 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 on draft. Okay. Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, Christian Kirk. I would take Josh Gordon over all those guys. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that nuts? Am I, have I gone off the rails here? No. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember Josh Gordon's like tremendous season and just sort of how efficient he was, uh, you know, uh, just 
not just in 2013, but even when he saw volume as a Patriot last year, he did yeah. really, really well. Yeah, like I, I just I feel like I, it's it's sort of a slam dunk that he outpaces his ADP right now by a good a good amount, and I mean unless he's suspended again, of course. But uh, like, but let's put it this way: so Tyler Boyd and, a, and AJ Green are going about a round before him. I would want I was straight up. If I had the choice, I would take Gordon over either Bengals hmm. receiver right now. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about Boyd. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking at uh, FFPC redraft ADP from the last week. Uh, other people in that range are like Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore. Would you be drafting Gordon ahead of them? I might not, t- I, I might not take Gordon over Moore, uh, unless I already said that accidentally. But, <laughs> no. um, but Ridley, yes. Yeah, interesting. I, I know, I know that Rod- Rodoviz is huge on Ridley, and it makes me super nervous because I have very little exposure to to Ridley. And you guys are absolutely just in on Calvin Ridley, and I get it. Like you're, <laughs> like you know, Sean Siegel, others on the site are writing really well reasoned articles on why Ridley is a good is a good pick. I just I'm mm. rarely in position to to take him there for yeah. whatever reason. We gotta find like the breaking point. Uh, what about Chris Godwin? Oh God, am I feel like a sucker, like a just like a hype train sucker. But I'm just gonna go with. I have to go with Godwin there. Okay. <laughs> the Athletics Jay Morrison believes AJ Green returning for Week Three is the best case scenario. No shit. It's a bad injury, right? I mean, I I said on a podcast shortly after the injury that. I think uh, a reasonable scenario would would be fantasy players getting a half a season out of Green at full strength. You know, it, it fully recovered from that injury. So, we're, you know, I, 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 the the two or three game timeline always seemed very wishful. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, we had Chris Raybon on earlier. Uh, I mean, when the injury just happened, and he mentioned the same thing about a half, at least a half season. Yeah, I mean, so if you're building, if you know, we talk about team construction. If you go wide receiver heavy to start your draft, and you take Green in like the fifth or sixth round, I think that that makes that's the only way that you can reasonably take him. If you're if you start running back heavy, um, and you get to that part of the draft, and you take Green as like your wide receiver two, and you have to put your wide receiver two on the bench for weeks and weeks and weeks. It, it makes no sense to me. He's undraftable if you start if you start with a lot of running backs. Yeah, you mentioned uh, before you would take Gordon over Boyd. Do you think that uh, Green being injured does that uh, would that, well <laughs> does that help Boyd or does the what the effect it would have on the offense actually is that a negative for him? Oh uh, yeah, no, I think it does. It does help Boyd. I I, I mean. The ball, the ball's got to go somewhere, right? right? I mean, who, who, you know, and and Boyd was the the favorite guy when Green was out last year, so you know, I I do think that helps him. Carlos Hyde worked exclusively with the backups at Chiefs camp Monday. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a no shit situation. I'm I'm my best ball teams are devastated because <laughs> you know I thought I thought Hyde was was going to be the one to inherit. You know that role of Damian Williams choked it away or hurt himself or whatever, but there's no way. I mean, there's no way he's going to make the roster, right? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, 
are are you on the uh, Darwin Thompson hype train yet? Well, I can be. I can. Uh, you can see me on Twitter uh, banging a drum, uh, screaming Darwin Thompson's <laughs> right. name. So, <laughs> so he's, the, he's the prime driver of the drum beat, man. That's right. <laughs> How early yeah. would you take him out of curiosity? I think he went in like the eighth round in the main oh. event draft that uh, Sean and Curtis just did. Dang, that is that's rich, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, ahead of uh, Royce Freeman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Wow, his he's really climbing. Ninth round now in uh, on FF calculator and he's at the eighth round. Oh yeah. that is well that that takes a lot of the appeal out of Darwin Thompson. Uh no, I don't think I'm taking him in the eighth, honestly. Yeah. Albert Wilson has resumed running at full speed and he has been cleared to do everything in practice. Um Shit, no. I mean, it's so hard to take a Dolphins player at all. I mean, but then again, Albert Wilson's free in redraft, so I guess can't hurt, can't hurt, and they and they're gonna be throwing a lot, presumably. I'm trying to I'm trying to paint a, a happy picture for for Albert Wilson truthers. <laughs> I, I mean, like the, the team seems to be shopping Kenny Stills around, so yeah. Um, that's a that's a sad twist uh, of events there. Are they doing that? Are they are they getting rid of him because of the the, the Jay Z comments? Is that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but it's a little weird that uh, after those comments, uh, you know, we we hear about how he uh, how like they played like what seven straight songs, seven straight Jay Z songs, and then mm-hmm. we hear he's on the like, they're trying to actively shop him around for the first time all off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little coincidental, don't you think? I think it is. I, I think the 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 lesson here. Is that you don't insult Jay Z, you know? Um, uh, yeah, and to to extrapolate just a little bit, um, uh, the lesson here is that uh, Patriots uh, coaches who left the cocoon of uh, you know uh, Bill Belichick essentially handholding them through the NFL uh, seem to be struggling. Matt Patricia included here, mm-hmm. so it's very very exciting to to watch um, the league go back to Bill Belichick disciples, only to watch them turn around and go home. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'm 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 here for Matt Patricia face planting. I, I that's literally the only reason I watch football. According to ESPN's Courtney Cronin, the Vikings have quote big plans for second round tight end Irv Smith. I mean, no shit in the long run. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Kyle Rudolph is still there, right? So I I don't and and Kyle Rudolph's still there. They're supposed to be you know run establishers all year, no matter what. So, you know, where are the targets going to come from? Jeff Zrebiak of The Atlantic, uh, of the Athletic, named uh, Kenneth Dixon as a player whose stock is trending down. No shit. I mean, there, there are like 10 running backs in that backfield right now. I, you know, again, like, where's the opportunity going to come from for him? Uh, although, I, uh, you know, I feel like he's a player who always emerges at some point. Does he feel like that sort of player to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these a lot of these guys on the end of the Ravens depth chart feel like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kenneth Dixon hasn't as much like really emerged as much as he is just sort of hanging out in IR the last few years. Um, and then, and then, and then, and then when we and then when we see him in that playoff game, he is um, on uh, Blair and my uh, contrarian play in the FFPC playoff challenge, and he's just waddling to the end zone and getting just mad. Just, absolutely just beasted by 
by uh, Derwin James, who, <laughs> I mean, I, I swear, like, if, if you look at, like, um, Kenneth Dixon now, it really looks like Mike Dolbear. Like, <laughs> I, I genuinely just can't tell the difference. Like, it's not the same guy who we, who, who we saw, like, uh, be dra- uh, who was drafted by them. Bit of a bummer because he could have been a very exciting player. Has he gone full bowling ball? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks like Mike Dolbear ate the prospect that was Kenneth Dixon. I love that you're saying his name like Stephen Colbert, by the way. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Washington coach Jay Gruden confirmed fourth-round running back Bryce Love will begin the year on the reserve slash pup list. Um, no shit. I, I mean, how, like... What what are you what are you gonna do with this Washington offense in, in fantasy? I I feel like it'd be best just to stay away. I know we just spent five minutes talking about Peterson and Geis and Thompson and all this stuff, but like in the end, come on, that team that uh, that offense is gonna be just criminally bad. I I'm hoping. Uh, I mean, you know, all the reports are that Keenum is gonna start, but I'm hoping for the sake of like my Scott Fishbowl team that they go to Haskins sooner than later but uh even even with haskins yeah it's a question mark yeah that's a that's a very nice way of saying it blair uh the raiders uh released uh doug martin finally no shit i actually didn't even know that um (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting uh, hard knocks to find out spoiler alert rest in peace muscle hamster man I, I'm old enough to remember when uh, he was what the number two running back in all of fantasy with the Bucks that one year. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was yeah he was good um, as a 25 year old rookie, whatever he was. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I mean the Raiders have had pretty bad luck because they signed Crowell and he had the poor guy tore his Achilles and he's done for the season. Uh, out of curiosity, where are you considering Jalen Richard in in drafts? Yeah, good question. Um, I, you know, because of the road of his uh, Jalen Mashard propaganda that's out there, uh, I feel almost naked without him coming out of a draft. I mean, it's you can you can take him. I mean, isn't he isn't he like going? Does he have does he have an ADP right now? <laughs> uh, let's see. Last week, sixteenth round in FFPC league. So okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that I mean, but I do I do make make a point to scoop him up uh, when I can. He's the RB sixty nine. So, oh sweet, go. nice, 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 nice. Then and then you can add in the fact that he was uh, publicly anti vaccination, and uh, I'm really hoping I'm really hoping this dude believes in the medical properties of collodial silver because I really really want to see the Roto World update that's like Jalen Richard uh, out collodial silver poisoning. I I forgot that he I forgot that he had been canceled over his views on vaccinations. Dang it! But he will be uncanceled if he is goes on the injury report with collodial silver poisoning. I'm I'm gonna look be out blue. for it. He will be like he will be bright blue, and that would be amazing. Hi, Rotoviz fans. Allow me a brief second to tell you all about our good friends over at the FFPC, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. It has been 10 years since the FFPC filled their first Dynasty League, and they've now grown to be the world's largest Dynasty League commissioner with leagues as high as 
$5,000 to enter if FFBC leagues are active and competitive and not a single league has ever folded. Uh, you know, brand new startup fantasy leagues are forming right now. They're starting at $77 and up in standard Superflex and best ball formats. I believe Curtis Patrick uh, is a really big fan. He actually joined one more even after he said he wasn't going to. And he seems to really be enjoying the format. Um, I personally play there as well. And it's a phenomenal place uh, to really just get out there and play. Um, and for those of you who are ready for your greatest challenge, take a look over at this year's FFBC main event. Um, you know, what is the main event exactly? It is the world's biggest uh, event in season-long fantasy football. And this year is coming at you with a half a million dollar grand prize and over $3.1 million in total prizes. Uh, come to uh, Vegas for a three-day weekend of live drafts and festivities over at the Planet Hollywood Resort and, uh, Casino, or you can just Simply just draft online from the comfort of your own home. Uh, the main event draft begin. Uh, they run on August 23rd and they run through the start of the season. Uh, you know, get in there. Good luck and uh, test your skill there. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm great, thanks. What if businesses could really understand how their customers feel, act on it and make them feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management. For more, go to sap.com XM. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. All right, moving on uh, to news item number three. Juju Smith-Schuster caught four of five targets for 36 yards and one touchdown in the Steelers' third preseason game. Uh, Denny, where do you have Smith-Schuster ranked this year? Um, I have him right now, well, in my fantasy equity score report, which is on draftdayconsultants.com. I had to plug that. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I have uh, Smith-Schuster with a top four upside with top four upside so i don't do like linear ranks but i I have the range of outcomes but he's a very safe guy with with upside obviously um and you know i I feel like take getting him in the second round of a 12 teamer is one of the rare second round uh steals you know that you can have this year yeah i'm actually uh we just started an ffpc listener league and I had the eighth pick, and I actually had Juju queued up to take at 108, but he was picked at 106. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah second Those round, are like second round is like, uh, that would be a dream at this point in <laughs> some of the drafts I've been doing. But yeah, I think I'm talking more, more casual. Sure. But, but uh, the, yeah, I mean, you know, his, his, if he finished as the wide receiver one overall, would anybody be shocked? Yeah. I no. wouldn't. No, not so. at all. It's, I mean, yeah. In fact, sorry, uh, the Rotoviz projections that Dave Cabin put up uh, recently have Juju Smith-Schuster projected to be the wide receiver one overall. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're pretty high on him. Yeah, just to go back to those uh, listener leagues that we launched. Um, those things are just, man, you look up and every good wide receiver is gone and just, and it's like been like one and a half rounds. I don't know how, like, like it just, it feels like I'm just bunting away money playing, playing against them. But uh, congrats to the guys in that Patreon. <laughs> um, 
you know, do you see? Uh, do you see like uh, with James Washington kind of emerging, or is this preseason stuff just you know him you know smashing in preseason? Is, yeah. it, is it you know what are your thoughts there on on who's the true wide receiver too here in this uh, in this uh, uh, um, you know receiver uh, in the Steelers' receiving core? Yeah, you know I I don't have like a super strong take about who it'll definitely be, and and I and I wish I did because that would make this segment a lot better. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but instead I'll say this. Uh, whoever is, emerges as the wide receiver too, if the Steelers pass anywhere close uh, to as much as they have as they did last year, uh, 675 attempts, and that's not going to happen most likely. Okay, uh, but you know the the wide receiver too in that offense is going to get plenty of opportunity. Uh, it would seem to me, and maybe you guys feel differently, but it seems like Washington has at least some edge in getting that that wide receiver two spot. Um, so I, I don't mind him. Yeah. I think I agree on giving Washington the edge there. Um, I haven't actually been drafting a lot of him and I haven't been drafting any Dante Moncrief. Uh, I guess I'm just expecting, I don't know, 250 targets for Juju, but, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think Washington has to get the edge, a slight edge, maybe. What are you guys' feelings on, on, on Vance McDonald here? I think he's being overdrafted a little bit. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find his ADP, but it's, uh, I mean, it's, I don't think he's like a, like a bad pick in the seventh round. He's going in the seventh round right after Jared Cook. Um, I would much rather have McDonald than Ebron, let's say, which, which they're, they're going back to back. But, um, I, I just I don't know if we can com- we can count on McDonald commanding a really solid target share, uh, but then again, if they pass six hundred and even over six hundred times, then a guy like McDonald can fall into. So I've I've, I've talked you know I've talked myself out of it. McDonald's fine. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to look over here on draft just to see where McDonald's going. He's going ahead of David and Joku, Mark Andrews, and Austin Hooper. Um, would you prefer any of those guys straight up over McDonald? No way. No. Uh, I think uh, Mark Andrews, even as the tight end 12 or 13 off the board, whatever he is, I think I think he's being overdrafted. I, I don't think that he ran over 17 pass routes in a single game last year. I think hmm. that's the stat I, I recently read. Um, you know, so he's going to have spike weeks where he catches, he, he like pulls a George Kittle and catches a bunch of balls and then runs 80 yards for a touchdown. But um, there will also be a lot of down weeks in an offense that's not not going to pass. Cam Newton was diagnosed with a uh, midfoot sprain following the Panthers' Week Three preseason game against the Patriots. Uh, although Newton was seen a, in a walking boot following the ter- Thursday night's game, uh, it appears that he no longer needs it. Uh, he Newton didn't practice, but he worked off the side with a trainer, uh, and it looks like he's uh, on pace to be ready by Week One of the season. Um, Denny. What's the outlook for Newton this season uh, if he re-injures or sustains a slightly more severe foot injury than the one that he suffered? Um, you know, f- um, how does that curtail his fantasy output? I, I mean, I think we got a glimpse of what a an injured, hobbled Cam Newton uh, looks like from a fantasy perspective last year. Now, I know that last year we're talking about his shoulder, and this year it seems to be his foot. Uh, I'm I'm not a doctor, and I, I don't usually play one on Twitter uh, but it really, really takes away that appeal. And it's unfortunate, really, from, you know, obviously for the Panthers and for him. But from a fantasy perspective, Cam Newton was looking like 
an absolute steal um, in in both one quarterback in and two quarterback leagues. Yeah, agreed. He has been one of my favorite quarterback values this whole offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess this news has me kind of drafting him less or avoiding him even at his current cost, which is not still not that high. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think this, uh, if he's injured or he's not 100%, what would that do to, like, the uh, – the Panthers breakouts that we're all waiting for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I mean, it, um, McCaffrey's probably, um, insulated from, you know, the impact of, of this injury a little bit, but, uh, it's, it's not, it's definitely, definitely not good for Moore or Samuel. I, I, I wasn't getting the whole Samuel thing unless he's going to actually emerge as the wide receiver one somehow, which, uh, by the way, people on Twitter have said he's already the wide receiver one. Moore is <laughs> taking a back seat. I said, well, then ADP is way out of whack uh, for Carolina pass catchers. But um, it, Cam's injury makes me a little bit hesitant on all those guys, uh, except for McCaffrey. I know you plugged this a little bit earlier, and I wanted to ask you the question again. Uh, but you mentioned the uh, fantasy equity score report over on DraftDayConsultants.com. Uh, out of curiosity, how were the equity scores for um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, and who sort of shook out with the best floor ceiling combo? Yes, good question. And by the way, I use Rotoviz tools to make these these uh, scores, so um, just want to mention that since I am on Rotoviz Radio, uh, we are looking for more, and so more. So this is so I'm, I published this like ten days, uh, nine days ago. Moore was going off the board at wide receiver twenty six at the time. His median equity score would put him at wide receiver twenty two, and his high score would put him at wide receiver seventeen. Um, I you know I haven't changed anything because I don't really know the extent of uh, Cam Newton's injury. Uh, Curtis Samuel's equity score, his median would be wide receiver 35, and his high would be wide receiver 28. So I just don't have him with a ton of upside. That's interesting. Um, and, and why? And why is that? Out of curiosity, because that's a. I mean, you know, kind of all off season, uh, people have been saying, well, you know, DJ Moore is being overdrafted, and Curtis Samuel is a value, and as their ADPs kind of converge. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting to, that that you bring up that his like you have his ceiling at about wide receiver twenty eight. So I just wanted to hear what yeah. the reasoning there was. Yeah, well, I I played with the uh, road of his projection machine a little bit, and um, un- unless I really upped the pass attempts for Carolina's offense, I it was hard to make what you know what I considered a realistic scenario where Samuel sees a, a you know a good amount of opportunity now. You know, could he blow the doors off with a with a really high uh, touchdown rate? You know, like uh, Tyler Lockett or something. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, I try to I try to keep that. Um, I try to you know uh, account uh, for for those outliers and everything in the in the equity scores. And I just couldn't come up with a, a scenario where uh, where Samuel saw a ton of targets. Yeah, Samuel is someone uh, that, I mean, I've definitely been drafting him in like the eighth round or something. Just um, it's not even necessarily that I think he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, It's almost more that he has sort of the profile I'm looking for when I'm trying to draft 
breakout wide receivers. So I'm kind of I'm kind of just uh well, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to get DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel on the same team, probably, but um I'm kind of drafting Samuel just because I'm I'm optimistic something will go right for him. Uh yeah. even though I don't quite know what that is yet, you know. No, 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 I, I hear you and, and you're right. He profiles as as a guy who who could and almost should break out, you know, in, in the right circumstance. Uh, so you, the the process for liking Samuel, it, you know, is is not wrong, and I think you you have good process there. Um, but when I was making, yeah, when I was making the equity yeah, scores, sure. I just just having just having trouble like squeezing out enough targets for him. I mean, you're talking about a team with a running back who's going to see 120 targets. You know, uh, Moore is presumably the wide receiver one. You have Greg Olson. You know, pr- traditionally Cam Newton's not dropping back and throwing a lot. Yeah, Greg Olson is the guy I think who's the most fragile um in this entire uh receiving core right like uh you know he's uh, you know I, I hate to use the word injury prone but you know someone who's a bigger guy who's uh, had two seasons um you know basically ruined because of a recurring foot injury and i can't remember the nature of the injury um it, it gives you a little bit of pause right because um uh, <laughs> you know People were uh, fairly optimistic. AJ Green was never going to hurt his foot again this offseason. I, I could have sworn I heard AJ Green is a phenomenal value at the end of the third round multiple times until he wasn't. Right. Right. And so and so that's where I think like the uh, you know where the, where the projections may not accurately capture the upside. But but again, like you said, it's it's there's a realistic scenario that we can create sitting here in August. It's it's difficult to see the un you know we. we don't have uh, uh, the ability to see the future, but if anyone does, uh, let me know because I, I'd love to have super <laughs> accurate projections. But you know, it's—I mean, we can only draft, um, you know, taking into account um, downside risk and not necessarily like uh, truly overly discount. You know, uh, uh, baking in how many games these guys are going to miss or miss the season. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Fantasy Football Report. Special thanks to our guest, Denny Carter. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at CDCarter13. Please remember to rate and review the Road of His Radio channel on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon. For Hassan Rahim, you can find on Twitter at HRR5010. I'm Blair Andrews on Twitter at MITheRealBlair. Thanks for listening. for listening to the fantasy football report please rate and review the road of his radio podcast channel on itunes or your favorite podcast app contact us via email rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at rotovizradio and remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to rotoviz at a 30 percent discount through the rotoviz radio homepage rotoviz.com slash podcast
Today's show was brought to you by SAP. Who am I and how am I feeling? I'm Clive Owen and I'm feeling great, thanks. How about you? You feeling happy? A little angry? People have so many feelings, millions of them. But what if businesses could really understand all of those feelings and then act on them to make their customers feel better? It's a thing. It's SAP Experience Management and it's here. Because the future of business has feelings. And I've got a feeling we're all going to like it. Go to sap.com slash xm to learn more. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.